Welcome to Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly Bible study. Please join Dr. Steve Wood every week where we can all collectively grasp a better understanding of God through His Word. This podcast will be published every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at Steve rwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday evening podcast. We're so thankful that you're able to join with us today. And we're going to continue these even after things open up a little bit. And I will give you the announcement. We have heard that and I think this is right, that the Panamanian government is going to continue to go through with their opening up process, phasing in their opening up. And um, uh, so Saturday, that's just a few days away. That's just a couple of days away. Saturday, we're going to be able to meet for our worship service instead of Friday. So uh, 11 o'clock, Saturday morning, please join us at Hillside Baptist Chapel and uh, worship with us. All right, for our podcast tonight, we're going to be looking, continuing our study of 1 Corinthians at chapter 9, where the Apostle Paul talks about five ingredients of a successful Christian race. And uh, I want to read verses 18 through 27 there for us. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Though I'm free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jew, I became like a Jew to win the Jew. To those under the law, I became like one under the law though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I become all things to all people, so that in By all possible means, I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games go into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again tonight for your blessings, for the opportunity to be able to open your word, to understand things that will be a blessing to those that 
we're talking to, and I pray that it will be. And I pray that your spirit might take charge. And Father, again, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to be together even though we're separate in our different homes. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today as we think about this passage of Scripture, living a life of victory and success is not by accident. It requires diligence and effort. The Apostle Paul gives us five ingredients to achieve a successful life, to win the gold, so to speak. Now, starting around 776 B.C., that's before Christ, and continuing for nearly 12 centuries, the city of Olympia hosted athletic contests that were central to Greek culture and civilization. In fact, during the games, armies from rival cities would declare a truce so that everyone would be able to participate, would be able to come to Olympia and enjoy the Olympic Games. The contests and races were held in public arenas, such as many that we have today, the stadiums that are in many of our cities. The atmosphere was hotly competitive, the crowd noisy and partisan. The sports included boxing, wrestling, chariot races, and various track and field events. All the competitions were individual. There were no team events in these games. Now, the Olympic Games were similar to the Isthmian Games held near Corinth. And the Apostle Paul was very familiar with that, and I think that's where he's drawing his analogy for today's scripture. But if we think of our stewardship of time and energy in terms of a race, it's important to know not only how, but why to run. He says, run in such a way as to get the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Paul is advising here that everyone can be a winner. Now, that might sound like a conflicting platitude, but in real races, there's only one winner, right? Well, every competitor gives it everything they've got to be that one to win that prize. Now, the Apostle Paul is not recommending selfish competitions, but rather saying that we should be giving the Christian life the kind of effort, the kind of commitment that these athletes were giving in those games. Athletes don't just go out and compete. They spend countless hours training and practicing. Now what about our Christian life? Now he's comparing that to these athletic games. We need spiritual discipline in order for us to run the kind of race God wants us to run. Such things as Bible study, prayer, witnessing, worshiping God, 
fellowshipping in church. Being the body of Christ. One cannot do church as a hobby and expect good results. Just like a runner in one of these races couldn't just decide, oh, I'm going to go out and run that race today and not have any training at all. What does a runner do? If he wants to win, he's going to have to work hard. He's going to have to be in training. He's going to have to discipline himself in order to get his muscles attuned to what they're going to have to do in that race, if it's a race that they're running. And this is what the Apostle Paul likens it to. So we need to attune our spiritual muscles to be able to run the kind of race God wants us to run as a child of God. If a dedicated athlete worked as hard as he worked to gain a laurel wreath or an Olympic gold medal as we would call it today, how much more should we be willing to do something as strenuous in our spiritual lives for a real prize. Our reward is more than just a crown. The ultimate prize is our well done from our Heavenly Father. Many Christians, especially those in the U.S. and Panama, where exercise is often no longer essential to do our work or to run our errands or even surviving this pandemic. And we found that incorporating a regular physical exercise can also help with understanding the spiritual principles of running a race. You might train for a 5K road race. I don't know of anybody that's doing that, but I know people in the past that have. Well, they put up with sore muscles. They put up with aches and pains. In order for them to get ready for that. Well, even my walk around the park sometimes is a little more strenuous on me now than what it used to be before this pandemic came and I was doing that on a regular basis. Well, as we look at those things, these can remind us of what's needed in our Christian lives, what's needed for us to run an effective Christian race. Now, I mentioned a little bit ago about there being five ingredients that the Apostle Paul is talking about here for a successful life in us running the race that God has given us to run. First of all, in verse 18 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he talks about a cause to remember. The cause is the gospel. At times, the Apostle Paul forsook what was rightfully his, he tells us. Something for the gospel's sake. Sometimes he became some things that he didn't have to become. 
He never complained about those things. He never, of course, compromised principles, but he willingly gave up, gave up little things of importance to him that he might win the greater prize. Like him, we should make whatever sacrifices are necessary for the sake of the gospel. What are you willing to do for the sake of the cause of Christ? And then verses 19 through 23, he talks about a course to run, a race. Now, athletic contests were on a track where they had marked out fields of places where they were to run. And he's asking us to think about that in our Christian walk of life. God has narrowed the field, so to speak. We can't just get out here and run anywhere. But we have a marked out track. We have a certain place where we're to be in order for us to compete for the prize that God wants us to give us. And we're not competing against others, but we're competing against our enemy, against Satan. We run individually. How should we run? Well, Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. The prescribed course that God has for us no one else has. We have an individually marked out field for us to run. And God has that for each of his children. Now, verse 24 tells us there's a condition to reach. Temperance. Abstaining for, from things that would hinder us. Now, we think of temperance, we think of Avoiding alcohol. Well, that's not all he's talking about here, is it? Self-control. Being under the control of the Holy Spirit. Let us follow the way that God has told us in His Word that we ought to live. This is what he's talking about. And then, there's a crown to receive, verse 25 tells us. A reward. It's waiting for each one that will run that race successfully. So we need to think about that as we're living our lives. And then there is a condition on which to reflect. Verses 26 and 27. He talks here in verse 26 about becoming a castaway, as it says in the King James Version, or disqualified. The word means disapproved or excluded from the race. Some had to face that as they, they didn't run the race the way they were supposed to. Maybe they would trip up somebody or maybe they would, they would uh, take a shortcut. or You know, you could think of lots of different reasons that an individual might be disqualified for that physical race. But we can be disqualified in our 
trying to reach others and trying to further the cause of Christ as we run the race God has set for us. That means we can lose future rewards. Not our salvation, of course, but God has a reward for a faithful Christian life. And we need to work for those crowns that God has for us. And we're not going to take time to talk about those different crowns, but the Bible speaks of several different crowns that are available. Different crowns that we can gain in our Christian pursuit, in our Christian walk of life. And he tells us that we can win that crown, not running haphazardly, however, not shadow boxing, but running with a purpose. As a side note, observe the barriers that had to be crossed to reach people with the gospel the Apostle Paul tells us about. Racial barriers. He was a Jew. He was trying to reach Gentiles. He had to do some things in order for him to reach out to those Gentile unbelievers and give them that message of salvation. There were religious boundaries. Under law, he talks about. Of course, he tells us that he's not under the law of the Old Testament, but he's under the law of Christ. But Gentiles didn't know about the law. And so he had to think outside the box, so to speak. He had to think about how he could approach that individual and give them the message of Christ and show them what the law did, even though they didn't know about the law, that it was a schoolmaster to bring individuals to Christ, to show individuals they're lost, to show individuals they're sinners, that they might understand their need of a Savior. So, religious boundaries, cultural boundaries, outside the community in which an individual lived is the boundaries that we're talking about here. Pagans lived much differently than the Jews lived. Remember Peter's message from God when he was directing him to go to Cornelius and he saw that sheet let down from heaven? And God said, slay and eat. And Peter says, not so, Lord. I've never touched anything that's unclean. And then God reminded him who was telling him that. Don't call anything that I've called clean, unclean. So he was able to eat these things that Gentiles eat in order to reach those Gentiles. And then social boundaries. He said, to the weak, I become as weak. To win the weak. Verse 22 says, I have become all things to all people. He became a nobody that he might reach somebody for Christ. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. Well, in conclusion today, 
running a successful Christian race doesn't happen by accident. That's what we've been talking about. It takes planning. It takes training. It takes endurance. It takes sacrifice. God is telling us here, run well. Go for the gold. The gospel is well worth our effort. It's well worth it for us to reach individuals with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they might be saved. Father, again tonight, we're very thankful for your presence with us. Thank you for allowing us to look at your word a little more intently. And I pray that your blessings would go with this message. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stay tuned for a short weekly editorial with Face to Face with Dr. Fred. I wrote this corollary on August the 3rd of this year. Matthew 6, 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Temptation is never from God. Temptation is always from Satan. Temptation is never good news. Good news is always from God. Temptation never gives up. It even operates on compromise. Temptation bluntly is sin. In fact, temptation and sin are synonymous. To negotiate with temptation is to lose to temptation. To win over temptation Stay close to the Lord. The Word of God, when read and obeyed, keeps one from temptation. Once one yields to temptation, it always brings more temptations. Temptation distorts one's thinking, whereby it causes one to think wrong is right and right is wrong. Temptation aligns with your fleshly feelings, whether it is economical, pride, arrogance, greed, conscious, subconscious, primary, secondary, women, wine, or song. Temptation is a tool of the devil to damn the souls of man and always to destroy one's inner life. Horatio R. Palmer, he wrote these words and he even wrote the music. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, He'll carry you through. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue. 
Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. This concludes HBC's weekly Bible study. Please join us every Wednesday for Bible study at 7 p.m. Thank you and God bless.